That was some nice room tone right there. That, that was fantastic. That was really good. Really good room tone. That's all the room tone we need. That's right. Hit me with a theme song. All right. Sounds good. Oh, that's the loudest theme song ever, America. Global friends. It's the Loftus party. My goodness. It's like a rock concert in here. That was amazing. You're welcome. That was, yeah, that was good. Hey, which reminds me, a big announcement happening uh, in Flipside Business. The Flipside is the TV show we all work together on. Uh, boy, the next taping, the next taping down at Comedy Magic Club, Hermosa Beach, is May the 12th, and we have a band now. Ooh, we have it's a official. band. It is official. 20-pound sledge, Alfonso. <laughs> oh, man. Those guys, they're writing, uh, they're coming up with a, with a take on the flip side theme song, the mm. one that we just used. It's gonna be, oh, it's really cool. If you, if you look up 20 pound sledge, well, you know what? That's like, here's how lame I am. I should have had like a, a, a song of theirs just to play. We'll do it anyway, next time. Alfonso's awesome. You know him from PJ Media, blah, blah, blah. He's everywhere. He's a really cool dude. They're doing, uh, Michael Topia music. They're doing, uh, a picture of this song and it's yes. awesome. Although they did like this. As a joke, they're like, Michael Topia, Michael Topia, something, 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 soap on a ropia, or like, it was really bad. <laughs> but <laughs> they, I, I like They it. were joking. It's so bad, it's good. It's so bad, it's good. I like that kind of the thing. The Jason Anarino story. <laughs> Damn right. We should introduce people. We got, uh, we're all in the same room. Yes. This, this makes me so happy when we're all in the same room and we're not viciously fighting with Skype. Yeah. Uh, so we got, we got, uh, Jason Anarino. Hello, America and world. That's right. Konichiwa. And over here, we have, uh, Andrew Apple. Good morrow, ye knights and knaves. And look at that. What? He speaks old timey, but he sounds of this century. We fixed the microphone. Dungeons and Dragons. It doesn't sound like it's broadcasting from 1922 (laughs) anymore. The Hindenburg. Here it comes. It's on fire. That is how he sounded. (laughs) He did. It was kind of cool. It's one of those things. 23 like, skidoo. <laughs> Why, I tell you. That Donald Trump, he's, nah. just, he's just no good. Ted nah, Cruz, see? he's the cat's pajamas. <laughs> and that's how we like it. That is how we like it. So here, uh, this is my favorite thing. It really, really is. You like the podcast? I love it. Do you like it better than doing a TV? Well, it, apples and oranges. Yeah. Uh, but this is like, this is just chill. Yeah, I like I like the Me too. It's, it's so much fun. It's sitting in a room, you know, and we're we're talking about the things we don't get to talk about on the TV show. That's right. That's the problem. And I feel like I, I can't explain this enough. The TV show is a syndicated TV show. The, the the TV show was wonderful. I love telling jokes in front of a live audience. I was just in Vegas uh talking some political stuff on stage. Huge response. You were at the MGM Pe- Grand. The MGM That's Grand. That's pretty cool, dude. Yeah, my buddy at Brad Garrett's He's a good egg. Uh so I love telling jokes in front of people. I love doing the TV show. But because of the nature of that beast, it, the the material can't be like spot on. So this this is the show, uh, the Loftus Party. This show we get to talk about like ripped from the headlines. Let's have a good time. So with that being said, Andrew, you you you're looking. See, this is what I love about being in the same room. I look over at Andrew. I can tell he's chomping at the bit. He's yeah. got something ready to go. We didn't have this last week. No. On episode eleven. Yeah. Episode eleven. Double dog doo doo. No, I thought it was pretty good though. Well, because you guys were in the same room. I was on like old uh, Skype, and they ruined Skype. They ruined Skype, by the way. It's not what it used for sure. It isn't. No. No, but I mean, that was inevitable because the minute that Microsoft bought it, they got a completely different product than they thought they were initially getting. Because I've talked to some of the people in Silicon Valley, it took them two years to get all of the approval to buy it. Really? And in that time, it went from apples to oranges. So they Uh, had to buy uh, it. It went from apple? To oranges, huh? Boom! Right there. <laughs> ah! We miss you. No, Steve what Jobs. happened? What happened to Skype? You know, it it just becomes different product. It evolves as the internet evolves. I mean, yeah, but no, it. De- but let's not forget. I mean, there was a time where the government was coming into Skype and saying, "Well, uh, you guys need to uh, create some sort of backdoor so that we can uh, listen in on people's conversations." Well, really? That was great. Let's talk about that. That's a great segue right there. The old, the old Apple backdoor problem. Yeah. Where the government is like suing Apple. You got to build a back door. We got to be able to crack these codes. And then finally, the FBI just recently admitted they just hired a dude. They just like hired like a, a hacker and gave him a one time fee, which I think is what they, they walked to downtown D.C. and just talked to any any kid on a street corner and There's had him jailbreak the phone. So two points about that. Do you know the main reason that a lot of these uh, so-called hackers can't work for the government? No. They can't pass drug tests and they all use pot. Wow. Yeah. 
Is that the real deal? It, it's a huge reason. You think yeah. the government would look past that? I know Tom Hanks would have looked past that with Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah. In that movie, Leo DiCaprio's like a smoke a little weed. Tom Hanks is like, that's okay, Jenny. It's, that was see, a different movie. That's right. It was yeah. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Forrest Gump was an Catch FBI. Me if you can. Catch yeah. Me If You Can, You're right? You're like different movies. But at the end of Catch Me If You Can, they hired uh, his character to like work for the FBI, yeah, blah, 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 blah. But Frank I guess that Abbott whole thing now. was fake. Well, it was based on that, a real person. It was based on a real person, but that whole thing was a lie. He didn't really do any of that stuff. Really? Like one time- he was I like, bought it. Exactly. <laughs> I did. It turns out the guy was a giant liar. Oh. One time he dressed up as a pilot, and I think he flew for free, but it's like he flew the plane. <laughs> no, it followed the book. That was the main thing. It followed the book. Okay. But I'll tell you the reason why Apple was so hit up so hard by the government, because the government really wanted to get into the San Bernardino's phone. And if Apple did have a back door, which I firmly believe that they don't, then they uh, would just give it to the government and the government gets right in. In order to get to the SIM card, the government actually had to laser cut open the phone and the chances of destroying the phone in the process is literally millimeters. Wow. This is going to sound I like a joke, that. but my ex-girlfriend, no problem, five minutes in the bathroom. Well, that's what pee. happens when your code is 1234, Jason. Well, I thought it was a code that she never, like, guessed. Now, listen, I'm going to I'm gonna play devil's advocate here before I before I forget, All because right. my, uh, this, this young man by the name of Newt Gingrich uh-huh. was on TV, and he brought up this point. I think it's a very, very, very good point. A million years ago, before cell phones, everybody had telephones, just regular landlines, right? Yes. And there was like, okay, privacy, 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 everybody's conversation. However, nobody flipped out when the government, when when a lawyer went to the judge and said, hey, judge, uh, we need a warrant to listen to this guy's conversation. We think he's a mobster. We want to listen. We want to tap his phone. We don't want him to know about it. Shouldn't the government have that level of – nobody freaked out then. Like, nobody freaked out. But, okay, let, let me give you the, the opposing view on that. Okay. All they could do was listen. Right. They couldn't sit there. They couldn't record things. They couldn't use that as an audio file. They yeah, could they could record it. blackmail you later. No, the government would totally no, no, record literally. it. They would the use it in it's court. The reason it's called a wiretap is because there was a time where they had to actually go to the phone station, and they would use these giant crocodile clampers that they right. would physically have to put onto the wire. Right, right. Huh. That's like in the movie. You'd see the guy from like Joe's Plumbing Service who yeah. was really like right. an FBI agent. Yeah. Like, why is he on the phone? But yeah. like, no, they would they would record the conversation. No, they, they couldn't use... record. It was literally, it was just headphones. What were they going to record? Listen, Do you think they were going to bring in those giant okay. real to recorders back yes. in the 1950s? Yes, that's what they did. And you always, am I crazy? Even if they would they always didn't... show the guys in the van or in, in across the street, and they'd have the giant real to real thing. They would record the conversations. Yeah, and but you that, can hear that was later because what that what they were doing back then is they would get warrants to actually bug people's houses. Okay, regardless, yeah. they're listening in, and maybe they have a stenographer taking, they know what went down either yeah. way. I mean, yeah. they're going to have a record of it. Or if they uh, could do uh, it listen. to a mobster, they could do it to anybody, right? right? But Jason. Right, but, does, but doesn't that ultimately save lives? How many people are walking around today because the government tapped phones? And this and, is the ultimate question. Do we deal with personal security or national security? Which is more important? And that's the debate we're having in all of this. Yeah. I mean, I can see Apple not wanting to do it. However, I think, listen, hey- uh, where we are fighting the bad guys here. It's weird. I don't want to give up my freedoms. I want, here's the thing. I want my stuff to be private. I want them to just get the bad guy, but hey, don't you have to, as long as they get a warrant, okay? That's all I'm concerned about. Yeah. That's, that's the point in all of this. I'm, I think I accidentally stumbled across something here <laughs> that might mean something. They got, you got to get a warrant. Like, the, 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 I think everybody's afraid is like the government's going to have a supercomputer that's listening to every conversation. They do. That's what I don't like. They actually do. They, they have it in Utah. It, well, that, I thought the Utah was a storage thing where they stored all the tweets. They store every bit of information, tweet, everything. Yeah. Uh, f- full phone conversation. They're just now. Do you think that there's like a secret phrase that you could, that if like the the giant computer in Utah read that? Yeah, text oh yeah, or there tweet, are. It would like implode and like erase you know, everything. It, you it just, won't erase. And yet, that is an actual thing with computers. There are like certain codes that certain programs have in there. In like fact, the self destruct code. They're That'd be great. <laughs> they're really. And in, in fact, uh, I, I realize this is small potatoes in comparison. But do you realize that we almost lost Toy Story two? because of a code like that no yeah someone no. was at pixar headquarters and they accidentally input this code and they lost everything <laughs> but toy story 2 self-destruct the reason begin they got it back was because one of the engineers had taken everything home on their computer 
and had a backup there. Well, oh my lord! It's like literally they went in like the FBI. They sent in a SWAT team. They put a blanket no over the computer <laughs> and they brought it back. <laughs> in. It's like we're gonna reload everything and we're gonna get rid of that. You know what's crazy about to- God? To- we yeah, that I swear I love me the Toy Story. Well, I don't go back live and in the world go without it. Go back and look at Toy Story one. Go back and look Amazing. at that. No, no, no! It's not. It's like it's mind boggling. Really? When, you, when, when, dude, when you're in the movie theater and you're watching that, I, I, I remember like it was yesterday. I, I was, loved it. I, I, it was like, oh my gosh! I'm mm-hmm. like, they've got this thing crushed. Yeah. This is photo realistic. And then you go back and you see it on TV and you're like, ooh. Really? Yeah, yeah it's like some N64 junk now. Yeah. It's see, not I, I don't, so great. I, don't rem- I, don't, I haven't seen it in years, but right. when, I, when I saw it, I remember being like, wow, it's amazing. You're going to be shocked. You're well, going to be sh- I mean, it's way. still pretty great. Well, but now like- we've got Leo DiCaprio fighting bears or cartoons. You know? Oh, just wait till you see The Jungle Book. I did. I saw it, and I. Uh, Ron, why do you no, hate? No. Why do you hate Pan Asian? Why do you hate Pan? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it's not racism. that Jungle Book. Andy Serkis, the man who played Gollum, he oh, is I directing thought you were gonna, I thought... a new Jungle Book that's coming out in two years. He's doing another one. He's doing another one, and they're building oh. the most photorealistic motion capture that you've ever seen. I don't know. It's uh, I, it's well, getting it pretty good. Uh, what? Well, you so you so you saw the uh, the John Favreau one. It's getting yeah. rave reviews. People love it. I love me the Jungle Book. <laughs> what? What? What's your issue with the Jungle Book? I have issue. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll get to movies in a little bit. I want to stay on politics here for a little bit. Okay. Uh, Colorado that went down. Uh, the whole uh, Donald Trump Colorado delegate fiasco, yeah. where they all went to Ted. Where Cruz. they said we're just not. Now even here's gonna... here's how I understand it. Tell me if I'm wrong, you guys. Okay. Uh, it seems like they only let. The delegates vote. They told the the people of Colorado, don't worry, we got this, right? And then all the delegates said, we vote for Ted Cruz. Or is there another level to this where Donald Trump is saying, like, even his delegates weren't allowed to vote? Okay, so it, it, there's two parts to it. Okay. Because originally Colorado was going to have a full primary. Right. And then they decided, eh, we don't need to have a primary. But that was a year ago, right? That, that was okay. a little over a year ago. That was ago. a year now, ago. Yes, they basically just had the people come in and they chose the people who were going to be the delegates and then they let those delegates from Colorado choose who they wanted to ultimately vote for. Gotcha. But the flip side and what the Cruz campaign is actually appropriately saying is that Donald Trump should have known about it. It wasn't a secret. Like Colorado didn't make this up out of thin air. It wasn't a last minute backroom deal. They let everyone know it was happening. And Donald Trump has been awful when it comes to making sure that he has the delegates that he's winning okay but he's i thought there was i right? thought there was another issue where like donald trump's delegates were also not allowed to breathe i now maybe i'm I maybe i'm making this up or i saw it on twitter and somebody was lying i don't like to believe things i read on twitter so i i haven't seen that it's it's perfectly possible okay god knows everyone in colorado you know they smoked a bunch of weed anything could have happened but we do have a big thing happening with the delegates right now because Ted Cruz's delegate game is much stronger than Donald Trump's delegate because when you win a Did it just happen in in Wyoming as well? It happened in Wyoming. It happened in Louisiana. And they all went to Cruz? They didn't all go to Cruz. Now, hold on. Hold on. Didn't Louisiana vote? Yes. They had a a process where they voted and blah, blah, blah. And Trump I thought that was like, yeah, and whoever gets the majority gets the majority. But now the delegates are flipping from Trump to Cruz? They're not flipping per se, but the way that the convention is going to work since it's Almost a certainty that it's going to be a brokered convention. It doesn't look like anyone's going to walk in with the number of votes necessary, number of delegates necessary to just be the outright winner. And on the first ballot, the first time that all the delegates are there, right, right, have, right, they have to vote. The second ballot, it's it, wide open. They can vote for anybody. So if Ted Cruz is coming in and he's the one who's physically choosing the people who won, who get to be the delegates in the states where Donald Trump won, yes, on the second ballot. If, if Ted Cruz is paying for them to be there, who do you think that they're going to vote for when they become unbound? Right, right. That's 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 the whole thing. And and here's where the anger comes in. I think for the people of Colorado, the Trumps, are, it's just like a, a neener, neener. I you read know, the back like, of the box. W- yeah, uh-huh. I read the fine print. So I knew to have my guys there. You knew the rule. I mean, it just seems like that. It just comes up. Now, granted, if Colorado said these are the rules, blah, 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 get your delegates together, then, yeah, shame on Donald Trump. You, you got, you got, but like now, <laughs> I got Wyoming too. <laughs> I got, it just seems like you're terrified of letting the people vote. Of a vote. fair fight. You're terrified. That's how it comes across. And it's like, ha ha, I was smarter. Yeah, and like your thing, like I read the back of the box. It's like a seat. lawyer, uh, you know. Exactly. 
exactly, and yeah. that is what it drives me crazy. Like, like and I had a guy you, trying to argue with me, and I said, "Wait a second. He's like, "Well, they did it fair, you know." And I'm, and he goes, "Well, they they voted for their delegates." And I'm like, "Wait a second. We the people should have a voice. Whether the delegate votes for for Cruz or Trump, I want to know who the popular vote went for, so that that delegate looks like." There's something like inherently wrong with a system where you and I, you and me, Jason, we say, uh, Andrew, uh, you're going to be our grocery store delegate. Here's okay. what I want you to do. I want you to go uh, to the grocery store and, and go get us some Diet Coke. Because you know what? It tastes like uh, regular Coke and it's delicious and only has one calorie. And then so our, our grocery store delegate, Andrew Apple, goes to the grocery store and then he comes back and he's like, guys, Diet Pepsi. It's I got you Diet Pepsi because I thought that was a better choice. I think it's even worse. That I is, think he's that's like, we got smack your around. fruit juice. It's like, wait, that's not even close to what I want. <laughs> it's got bubbles in it. Because <laughs> it's old. Like, wait you a know, second. I least... found it by a dumpster. It's got bubbles in it. And it's going to it's gonna be a little fizzy in your mouth. I got you that's... Ted Cruz juice. <laughs> I got oh, you no old, old Ted Cruz OJ yeah. juice. Oh, I spilled Cruz on me. I, I spilled Cruz juice. Yeah, the whole thing. You need Bounty, the quicker picker rubber. Are, but does it work on cruise juice? You bet it does. And look how it soaks up these coffee stains. It's <laughs> just crazy wackadoodle comedy. But that's how it feels like. That's how it feels like. It's and then, weird. like, you want Diet Coke, and they're like, "Sorry, all of our delegates are already pledged to vote Diet Pepsi." That's the, that's the other. That's the YouTube video I want to do too. We got to do that on the flip side. Just a short, just a short film. I always wanted to do this as a as a as a comedy. You go into a like a Denny's or some kind of diner, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Can I get you something to drink?" You're like, "Yeah, it's like a Diet Coke." And like, is Diet Pepsi okay? Like they ask you that question. And like I want to do the video where I just go, I, I flip out, you know. You, I mean, the girl would have the girl or the guy would have to be in on it, you, you know. Flip the, the, the table server, over, I just freak the f out, start breaking. Rah, no, it's not okay. Rah. Just have a you complete punch a kid on the face that's at the table <laughs> right? next to you. Because they say, as as diet, they say it like like they have both of them back there, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, is that okay? I guess it's gonna have to be okay, bitch. Yeah, what that's a- all you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say no, it's not, and they're gonna. So go, well, listen, okay. I want a delegate who's like gonna do uh, bend to my will, right? That, yeah. that's like, that, isn't that well, why we you vote? Isn't that why you vote so the delegate yeah. knows who to vote for? Listen, I don't want to live. I don't want to live in a state where there's just like a handful of brainiacs who have a backroom deal with some douchey von douche a lot person who like don't care what you want. Here's what we want. But I mean, also realize it's only been in about the past 60 years of our electorate that the people have really had this much say before that the party elites would get together and they would choose who the, you know, and, would be. and that's crazy. You bring up a, a great point. Don't forget this America uh, back in the day. Senators were appointed senators uh, that only. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be like a senator was just appointed by a bunch of people and they were sent off to... Uh, I'm going to have to fact check that. Yeah, yeah. T- totally. Fact check it while we're doing it. All right. Uh, I'm going to have to have But I think that's how it was uh, when uh, in, when Jimmy Stewart went to Washington. The the back room, the, the party the party elite would would, would elect. Here's how our... Here, here's This is going to... Oh, I just had a crazy long stroke. I couldn't get the words you out. did. You, uh, but like the party bosses would decide, this is our senator, off you go. And I think it was like post World War II that we started voting for senator. People like I'm just gonna do what I want. How's are you? I'm just trying to. I'm I'm literally I'm treading water because we had that angry. We had that angry uh, girl who uh, who like looked us up on. uh, She left a a review on iTunes and she's like, "Listen, if you have me go to Google, you might want to Google it first. That's actually how she sounded. (laughs) So it was an audio file. And I am. Reading this verbatim. All right. According to Article 1, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution, senators were to be chosen by the legislatures of their respective states, but the 17th Amendment to the Constitution dictates that senators are to be directly elected by the people that they represent. So you are correct. Yeah. I, I, I sit correct. It used to be. It used to be that, like, senators were just like, you go do this. Yes. Here's you. you they were, like, uh, not bought and paid for, but given very clear instruction. And I think that's what happened with Jimmy Stewart. Uh, he was in, in Mr. Smith goes to Washington, which, which holds up so well. Oh yeah. Watch that movie, America. That's a good one. That's one they, they got right. Okay. So I don't, I'm not down with what happened in Colorado. I know the, the roles were in play. And oh, Reince Priebus. Oh my Lord. There's another guy. I just can't Who is stand. He? he is the RNC chairman. Reince Priebus. He kind of talks down. That's his real name? 
Yeah. Reince Priebus. Spell it. Reince. R-E-I-N-C-E. Reince. Reince Priebus. Priebus. Yeah. That's like a bad guy on Star Trek or something. <laughs> yeah. Really. Reince Priebus. Yeah. That's General, not a real name. General Priebus. <laughs> well, I mean, Take yeah. your Star Destroyer to the fifth quadrant. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, and, and what was his name? The previous RNC chairman, Michael. Was it Michael Stewart? The... Michael Steele. Michael Steele. That Thank dude. You. He's like a superhero. He's like right out of DC Comics. We should send in Michael yeah. Steele. Yeah. But going for Michael Rance Steele, who was African-American, feel... you had to go to the whitest possible name that you could possibly get. And, Rance? And, and Reince, Reince. And he has this, like, he has that, I, I don't I don't want to make fun of the guy's appearance, blah, 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 blah. He seems, no, he seems like, I'm sure he's a great guy, but he has that closed eye thing where, like, his eyes aren't open the whole time. Like, it looks like he just woke up, like he's bored having the conversation. Dr. Ben Carson and then has he, that deal yeah. a little bit. And then, and then Reince Priebus, he'll be on on the news. He's like, well, the, the, the rules were, and he kind of talks out of one side of his mouth, and the rules were have been in place for a year, and I don't understand why the big thing, I mean, the rules are the rules, and the, if you want to change, blah, 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 it drives me. It really does. It drives me absolutely, because it's like through no fault of his own, but he just looks, he looks just kind of bored, and it's like, there's some, there's a, there's a quality to him, and I hate to say this, that just kind of like sniveling. And like he he's in on it, and he's and he's like I think he's trying to he's trying to be very above board and blah 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 as to this is what the process is. And Donald Trump, man, Trump better get some people. And I think he does though. I think he does have some like, and I think he's got some people. I don't know who he's hired, but like uh, he's playing catch up. I mean, that that's the primary thing. It's that I mean, these people who are off recruiting delegates, that's a job. That, that's oh yeah, that, I saw I saw a dude on MSNBC, and I've seen him on Chris Matthews, blah 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 blah, and he was like, he was there in 1976 when X Y and Z happened, and he was there, you know, and blah blah blah, and he knows like the delegate math, and he's like, I, it just drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. Now, uh, this is just my own ignorance showing, but at, at at some point, there had to have been like a really really crazy presidential candidate who won the popular vote. Oh, well, who everybody was like, that's nuts, and they put a stop to it. Isn't I mean, that, that is it, that's was what it, happened with the super delegates? Yeah, was it uh, Goldwater, McGovern? Who I don't, I don't yeah, know. Goldwater I'm, I'm, was the one who kind of led to the the liberal boom that happened. Uh, yeah, and uh, the Democrats they had the same thing when and I'm blanking on the name, but it was the person who was elected as the nominee before Jimmy Carter, <laughs> and that after, yeah, I mean they were just putting in these super liberal unelectable people that once they got into the general, nobody wanted to see them in the yeah. presidency. So that's when they created the superdelegates. But let's not pretend right now that the Republicans don't wish upon every star that they had, that they had superdelegates. But they do have superdelegates. They're just called delegate delegates. I mean, well, it's just... They ugh. have unpledged delegates from specific states that can vote in any way they want, like we saw in Colorado. But yeah, they're not party elite. They're the unbound. The they're unbound delegates. I am a delegate unbound. Hercules unbound. It's, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a stickler here, but... Be a stickler. If if the people of Colorado... Shut up, stickler. <laughs> no, Jason, come on. Make Go ahead, point. stickler. If the, if the people of... That's your new nickname, stickler. Stickler's mom. <laughs> if the people of Colorado... Donald Trump. They don't. But but let's say they did, and they vote. That's what the party elite they says. Never, we don't want you to vote. Right. Well, we don't know if they did or not, and we never will, because they didn't even get us in the matter. Hey, those were the rules for a year. If well, you didn't like right. it, you should have okay. done something a year ago. But, Jason, let, let's remember something very, very important, that essentially up until 2008, when we had Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton both staying in the race all the way until the convention, uh, we never had to deal with this. Right. Like, Ever since 1976, when Jimmy Carter made Iowa into the playing ground that it is, by the time that we got past Super Tuesday, normally we had figured out, we knew who the general election uh, delegate was going to be, and by that point they were getting right into, well, who's going to be my vice president? It's only been within the recent years that we've had people staying in for so long. Yeah. You well, know? I guess, you know, in 76, it happened on the Republican. They keep us talking about in 76. I don't know what the heck happened in 76 at the last contested but blah, blah, blah. Kasich should drop out. And I guess, I guess a million years ago, Abraham Lincoln was in right. part of a contested convention. And that's right. how we got Abe Lincoln because whoever the. But that was 375 years. Right? Back when we, back when France, uh, <laughs> was 
uh, in oh, charge of everything. Right. Yeah, back when Korea f- had their first moon landing. I remember it, that. It, it, you know, I don't know how they did it. That we have to Shut tell up, stickler! <laughs> what? It's sad that we have to tell people that you're joking. I know, I know. We're going to get those iTunes guys. They said that Korea put people on the moon. Well, these guys, they don't know nothing. They didn't know what happened in 1976. They thought England... One star. And one star. Korea doesn't have a space station, morons. <laughs> Why don't you take the time to Google that? This is why conservatives aren't funny. They don't know nothing from no nobody. My avatar is not a smiley face. Bernie, feel the burn. Okay, feel the burn. Uh, he gets invited to the Vatican. When's the Pope going to stop playing around with our politics? Yeah. What's up with that? When, at face value, here's, here's like, and this is the thing, another thing I love about the podcast. At face value, they do the, they do the democratic, uh, uh, debate. Debate. Blah, 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 blah. I kind of watched a little bit of it. I watched for the highlights, but it's all just, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm it's like, it's like two idiots fighting, really. Like, I'm so, it is like, op- opposed to both of them. And it's like, if you haven't figured it out, if you're, if you're a liberal, if you're a Democrat and, and you're trying to, like, like, Bernie is in charge. He's in charge. Yeah. Like, Hillary's just waiting to see what he does, and that would drive me crazy. Absolutely. Like, if I was a liberal, I think I'd be, like, full-on Bernie because he's like, you know, I think we should have uh, four square meals every day. And then Hillary's like, I've been saying that forever. And, like, no, you haven't. You, you have it. You started saying that tonight. Well, I'm saying it now, and I believe it. And, and that's a lot. Of I what think came the sky should the be debate. red. We should make the sky red for uh, full time. We should perhaps turn the sun red. We would all have the powers of Superman. We could fly around. I've been saying the sun should be red since 1912. I I started the red sun movement. Uh, it's like that's <laughs> all she's doing is she's like just parroting everything he says. So. um I guess there was some feathers rubble, and she was screaming at him, and blah, well, blah, 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 blah. So, okay, so can we actually use this as a way to pivot to talking about yes. the Democratic debate? Because I couldn't believe it, and I almost didn't believe it when I heard it, but Hillary <laughs> might have actually done something that would win you over just a little bit. I'm sure she did. All right. Let, I'm, let, I'm sure there's a moment. Let me play this all right for President Obama said earlier this week that he would not withdraw the nomination even after the presidential election. If elected, would you ask the president to withdraw the nomination? I am not going to contradict the president's strategy on this, and I'm not going to engage in hypotheticals. There it is. I fully support the president. And I believe that the president... Everyone needs, every politician needs to get that tattooed on the back of their hand. I'm, I'm not, not going to get into hypotheticals. I'm not going to get into hypotheticals. Michael, if a dog bit you on a Sunday morning, uh, would you? Is this a hypothetical dog? Because <laughs> I wouldn't kill it. It's, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. Like, yeah. You want to yeah, kill dogs. Yeah. That's, that is a seasoned politician right and, there. And, and I'm not going to get into hypo. You know what it is? I think I just figured something out. And someone, a uh, musician, if you, if you listen to the podcast and you're a musician, find out what key she speaks in. Uh, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a C sharp or something. You know, like in, a, I, I found this out in Vegas. This is a true fact. Yes. Uh, when the, when the coins come out of a slot machine, uh, and hits that tin thing that mm-hmm. grabs all the coins, it used to like make an unappealing noise. They, they have adjusted those. They've just done studies on them. So when the coin hits that thing, ting, 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 it's an appealing, pleasant sound. That's like, fascinating. It is, right? It's yeah. a fun to know. That's the other thing I love about this. It's like stupid little bar facts I get to like <laughs> pass across. But Hillary's voice, the actual pitch of her voice, is an unappealing, it's up here, there's something I'm not going to engage. Maybe she ne- maybe she needs to like do a, like a Lauren Bacall thing. You know, where she smoke just, a bunch yeah, of cigarettes. Just smokes like five packs of cigarettes a day and just has a ton of whiskey and like, I'm not hypothetical. <laughs> She'd have some maybe that maybe that would have kept Bill around too. But a boom. Yeah. bang. We just went really deep. We there. went very deep, very dark. I can't she remember if I did sounds this. Sounds like a nagging mother in law. I'm not going to engage in hypotheticals. I speak in C major. Michael, why are you so sexist? Why are, why are you, you talking se- about her? Why do you voice hate like women, that? dude? I know. That's the horrible thing. And can we can we listen? It's either uh, it's either a shield or a sword. This is the crazy thing about the whole uh, women like we equal pay all this other thing. Like it's either either you're equal or you're not. I'm gonna treat women as if they are equal. Okay, I am an equal opportunity maker, funner, her. Mm-hmm. Right. So there you go. So that's all. That's all there is to it. I felt the exact same way during the debate because she and this was chutzpah. She got up and she said, well, you know, you're mad at me for voting for the bailout, but 
you you voted to deregulate the banks, and I, I didn't vote for it. I'm like, yeah, but your husband signed it into law. <laughs> you weren't in Congress. You were the first lady at the time, and I don't know why Bernie didn't call her on it. I I don't I don't know. Now they're all there's another big thing going on with like uh, the some legislation that Bill Clinton passed back in the day for sentencing of like So that's the 1994 crime bill. Yeah. And it had mandatory minimums on drugs. Right. Ridiculous. And what that's done is It screwed things up. And it's unfairly and unproportionately affected African Americans, so a lot of the black voters have despite the fact that they say they're disenfranchised, it's very surprising because African American voters they seem to love Hillary. Is it the drug portion of it? Because wasn't Hillary in, tr- in in trouble for using the term super predator? Yeah, that was one of the terms that she used at the time. And how uh, how that's super offensive. predator was that the one with Danny Glover or was that the one that was the one no. with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, no, I love no. Super Predator and uh, oh. Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Oh, was, dude. I thought we were talking about Christopher Reeves here. I thought Super, <laughs> super Predator. It's, it's, I would watch that. Although super, super Predator would be awesome. Superman would beat the crap out of Predator. No, it's Predator. a Super and Predator. And you know what? It would still be better than Batman v Superman. <laughs> oh, man. I can't, I can't say enough about how much I hated that. Yep. It's one of those things where... <laughs> Uh, I couldn't stand it either. I know. Right now, there's a bunch of people who want to talk about the super predator thing who are into it, and they're like, oh, finally, they're getting into something juicy, <laughs> and then we're going to pivot into Batman versus Superman. And oh, I hated that. Hated it. Hated it. It had moments it. that I liked, but overall. But how was super predator? And, and then and then we'll get back super to Batman. Predator. How was that bad? Like, it, how was that like? It's a talking point, and that's what's wrong with is our it racist today. It's calling black people super predators. No, 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 no. I think it's calling a particular kind of person uh, super well, predator. It, it was directed I don't think... towards the African American community, and that's how it's been taken at the time. Oh, Which... well, here's my here's my deal with that. I got, I mean, I got crime whipped. I got crime whipped. Put me in charge, and we'll be fine. Put the cops in the neighborhoods. Whatever happened to like in the 1930s when you had a cop on the beat, right? A cop on the beat, he would know the neighborhood, he would know the kids, and it, it's in the cartoons. It's always like a big fat Irish guy because he drinks too much. They're like, all right, Jimmy, go home now. Your mom's waiting for you. Smack. Don't you spray paint on that? that like that's what we need again. Well, yeah, cops this, in the neighborhood. The problem with that, that is the there's a stereotype that those cops they hate black people, and that's how the African American not if you get feels. black cops from the neighborhood. Yeah. Boom. I agree with you. There you go. If there was an outreach to get more African-American police officers on the force, I think that would do a lot of good. Yes. So there you go. We solved that. Solutions. (laughs) Who wants to be a cop? All right, can you do it? That's a tough gig. I wouldn't want to be a cop. I wouldn't want to be a cop. Not nowadays. Dude, on that show, World's Dumbest, we would like have these clips like uh, that we were supposed to make fun of, and oh, like these frightening dashboard videos, like a, a, a cop just rolling up on a kid who's like asleep, who pulled his car over. The kid had been drinking too much. He pulled his car over. This is outside of Dayton, Ohio. And the kid's like fast asleep. Now, what the cop doesn't know is this kid has night terror. So when the policeman tries to wake him up, <laughs> the kid tries to kill oh, the cop. Oh, my and, gosh. And it's like, so the cop roll, the cop rolls up on this kid. And he's like, uh-oh, here's a kid who's had too much to drink. And he's passed out. And at least he pulled his car over. So he, he like knocks on the door. The kid doesn't. And he opens the door up. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. And the kid just... And he's like a high school wrestler, like super powerful. Oh, my gosh. And now the cop is in a fight for his life. It's gone from ha, 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 to oh, my Lord. No joke. A high school wrestler will rock you. Like they. Oh, even if my, you're a cop, you're going to oh, have your hands full. I've seen too many, too many videos where the cop just rolls up on the car and is like, do you know why I pulled you up? Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Like I would be the worst cop ever. I'd be, I'd be the shooting worst. People, but I would. Shoot I first. tell you. I, I, and, my and buddy, right there, that's what's gotten so many people in trouble because disproportionately, that happens to see. If I was a cop, I would have shot you, Joe. There you go. Better <laughs> safe, ah, better safe than sorry, because I don't know Detective what you're going to do. Detective Stickler. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do that joke in our, our little sketch comedy group where the cop would pull a guy over, you know. So listen, uh, you got a lot of weed in the back here. Two, you got ounce. You got uh, you got two joints. I'm going to keep this 1.8 ounces. As evidence, I'm going to let you go with a warning. <laughs> I've actually had I that would, cop. I would be, I would be the dirtiest cop in the, uh, anyway. I've had cops take. So, uh, so would, was Bernie great in the debate? Was Bernie he awesome? Actually Did he crush had, it? Uh, the funniest moment of the debate. Oh, do Here, tell. Let me play this for you. Here we go. You don't phase it all out tomorrow. And you certainly don't phase nuclear out tomorrow, but this is what you do do. What you do do is say that we are going to have. Do do. Yeah. But what you do do 
Now, granted, there is the there's like the, the big doo doo joke, right? Yes, because he's saying what you do do, but you know what? I can't help thinking what you do do. He should have been like a jazz singer in the thirties. Let me tell you what you do do. He's you don't face you don't face nuclear out tomorrow. Here's what you do do. Here's what you do do. It's like a, there's a musical, and that's the other. The, the tone of his voice is yes. a little bit more pleasant. Yes, and at least Bernie. You know what? Here's the deal. I, I can hang out with Bernie. Like I don't agree with anything that anything really i can't you know but at least he's passionate and he's not like making it up and he's not you know blah 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 i mean he's a complete and total nut job so here's what you do do what i will say and we are recording this before the new york primary so this is gonna go on i can't wait we gotta we gotta get into that soon yes but there is a part of me that wants to see him beat hillary so badly just so we can see Paul Begala's freak out on CNN. Oh, like I think there's a lot of people that want to see her take it in the chin. Like, like New York. Like, what does New York owe Hillary Clinton? Nothing. Like, for real. Like, that was the classic. That, that was like it, it. She didn't do much as a senator. Well, except she the moved debate. there because that's the path to the presidency. Exactly. And during the debate, she kept saying. I may have taken money from Goldman Sachs, but when I was senator of New York, I went to the big boys and told them to cut it out. And I'm just <laughs> sitting there thinking, hilarious. how well did that work? Boy, I tell you what, she doesn't want those. Uh, she doesn't want those speeches out, does she? No, not, not at all. She well, doesn't want. She doesn't want any no. of those. And and here's the other thing. And no one who was in those speeches like hey remember when she said this like no one who was in attendance is even coming forward with hey she did here's a doozy that she told like nobody that's like the serious cone of silence now and i was actually kind of surprised and this is what fascinates me about bernie more than anything else because he has all these opportunities to go for the jugular when it comes to her and he hasn't you know because he doesn't want to be the president he doesn't want to be the president he's too old and you don't want nah I just don't I think it's it's yeah. it's above his abilities and he knows it. On some level he knows it. He I, I think cuz he's been saying this in it for like 25 years whatever and it's like all of a sudden he's like now in you know people are listening to him and I think he's kind of terrified on a certain level that it might work. And the frustrating thing is that if he gets in there there's going to be more animosity than ever in Washington because Even if he gets a Democratic Congress, Obama had a Democratic Congress for the first two years of his presidency, and that's how he got Obamacare passed. Oh, there's a kettle of fish. What? There's a kettle of fish. No, that's a fine job you've done there, Andrew Apple, bringing up Obamacare on a fine day like today. Obamacare, yes, absolutely. It's got its share of problems, but one of the reasons that it has so many problems is because even when Obama had his folks in control, he had to do some horse trading, and he had to water it down. Some horse trading, yeah, and some just giant public bribes. That I, You know what? I'm so glad you brought this up. Go for it. Uh, remember the Louisiana land, the Louisiana purchase thing? That, that, that Mary Landrew, whoever that horrible lady was down in Louisiana. She's like, if you want my vote, you better give me all this money. That's just, like, publicly. Yeah. Publicly. Wow. If you want, it was like, it was almost, it, it was like they were going to hold it up, it wasn't going to come through, and she's like, I'm, I'm, I need some money for Louisiana. It was like $360 billion. It was gross. It was the most disgusting display, and it was completely public. And then that woman ran again. <laughs> she ran again! And you know what? Her constituents probably loved her for it. Oh my gosh, and then some other dude did it. Like in, uh, oh, there was another state that, if you're gonna give uh, Mary Landrew all this dough, give me some. It's like the most disgusting thing. They passed that that horrible piece of legislation in the middle of the night. I remember I woke up, and I'm looking at the news on Saturday, and, and, and Nancy Pelosi and a bunch of other complete losers or like holding hands walking across the street to, to sign something. We did it. Like what? What did you do? What did you do in the middle of the night when nobody was watching you people? And what they did is they passed a law that says everybody's got to buy health care. And that is just a, it's unbelievable how anybody can wrap themselves up like that is some kind of victory for America. They're doing it. It's, and it's unbelievable. They passed a law that says everybody has to buy something. And like, I can't afford it. Well, if you make less you than this, fine. then if you make less than this, you'll qualify. But I don't make less than that. Well, then hopefully, well, you better lose a job, sucker. Uh, it's unbelievable. And then to watch these losers, these absolute maniacs uh, like Josh Ernest come on TV, the White House press press spokesman. There's that guy needs smacked around. 
I swear. And 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 he comes on. He's like a record number of people signed up for Obamacare. A record number that like a record number. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what happened to my boy. Uh, like you can't brag about how many people signed up for something that's mandatory. You cannot do that. That's like saying, "Hey, look how many people decided to get their picture taken for their driver's license." It's the law, yeah. idiot. They didn't I line up to do it all because they wanted to. They, I can't wait till the fines till they really start kicking I think, or something. in. Well, they keep they keep punting on it because Obama yeah. wants to make sure he's long gone Listen, right. before there are two people things freak that they're gonna out. Keep punting on in Washington, it's Obamacare and Dodd Frank. Those are the two things that they're going to keep. Gutting and gutting and gutting until something else comes along. Yeah, yeah. Some uh, listen, and and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Like, how is Massachusetts going? They've got free health care there. How's that going? Is it is it the model? Well, it's not of, really free, but yeah, they yeah. have. Well, like right. I mean, universal health. I know there was some backroom deal where I think it subsidized the tune of five hundred million dollars or something crazy a year from the federal government. So wow. They're kind of, so. Yeah, they're kind of cheating a little bit, but like l- literally, if this is something that we as a society want, let a state figure it out and like have it be fair and above board. Like, okay, without stealing money from the federal government or side deals or this, that, the other, try to figure out a way where everybody gets health care. Go for it, Vermont. Do it up, Hawaii. You know, and one of these states will crack. They'll figure it out. And then every state can do it if they want to. And I'll tell you why there's a problem with that. Why is there a problem with that? Because the federal government does not listen to the states. And that is the problem, and that is why we're doing this podcast. This is, the, this is a great thing. It's my problem with the, the big federal government. Listen, uh, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it till the day I die. Liberals and Democrats have their hearts in the right places. They really do. I think they want to look out for their fellow human being, right? And there's a lot to be said. That's wonderful. And here's what I say to them. Go do it. Go, my my God, why do you want to tax every man, woman, and child in this country uh, another blah, 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 just so you can pay for free college? I was thinking about this the other day. Bernie Sanders says everybody gets free college. If you vote for me, I'm going to tax the 1% wealthy blah, blah, blah people, and then you're going to vote. Okay, so what do I get, dude? Like, I'm done. My college is paid for. I'm done. What do I get? Well, if we're going to start is, giving crap away. Is we just want to make sure we're, you know, we're being on the same page. The I'm argument angry. is— Understandably so, but the <laughs> argument is that all of these taxes that he is going to charge you are going to be used to give you services that you have to buy from the private sector. So when your kids go, go to college, you won't have to pay the tuition so that you won't have to buy health care anymore. Your employer will not have to supply health care okay. anymore, and you can then say to your employer, hey – you got to pay me more money because you don't have to pay for my health care. Here's a fun to know little bar fact. You know where the uh, the employer-provided health care thing can, comes from? Where's that? The the rocking economy that we had after World War II. There was so much. The economy was doing so well, and they needed so many great workers that businesses started going like, hey, buddy, you're a great engineer. You work for my engineering firm, and I'm going to give you free – I'm going to give you health care. I'm going to kick in on that. So it was like a bonus that was given, and now it's just a part of uh, the structure of, of America employer uh, provided health care we just take it for granted it's something that the employers decided to come up when your economy does well when people are doing well and there's a value on on your work the employers will come to the table which brings me around to this point this whole uh, other bernie hillary boondoggle of the 15 dollar uh, an hour minimum wage yes i want to smack somebody around for that like seriously, I'm not like a huge economist, but here's what I do know: if you're if you have a business and you're making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the government says you got to start paying your employees more. I'm firing people. I I'm have gonna, to. I'm going to fire people, and I'm going to raise the price of my product, so I'm still making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a you year. You don't have a choice. In the I matter. swear to God. Like how? Why do they keep? Why do they always bring up this minimum wage thing? I know it like gets some people excited and makes votes. It simply does not work. If you start saying, "Hey," I know you were making 12, but now you're making 15. Well, that's going to be good for about a week and a half, and then everything's going to get more expensive. Doy. D-O-I! Exclamation point. We got these robots that'll do it round the clock 24-7. I tell you what. You're now proving their point because the argument that liberals are making is that businesses exist to make money, and having employees is a byproduct of that. So if the business can get away with not having any employees, they're not going to. So if you need an employee, you need to pay them this base wage. That's what liberals are arguing. Well, so if you have – so you're saying they're arguing if you have a business, you have to have employees? No, I'm saying if you have to have employees. Then then why? Then then you need to pay them a living wage. That is their argument. Why? 
Some jobs are not for a living. Nobody's going to part-time design. You know to what? Give you a but the way that we're living right now, people are taking those jobs trying to get a living wage. Here's the weird. And why are you, you know, these companies, their argument is that, the employees' argument, excuse me, they're making billions upon billions of dollars. Yes, that is true. And, and then I'd say the government a- needs to give these people food stamps so that they can just eat because well, at the end of the month they can't pay their bills. Right. And it is it is a bit of a sticky situation. Well, like I was recently in Long Island. Yes. All right, guy. I think I think we talked about this on the show once or twice. You go to Long Island, you go to a McDonald's, and it is full of the kids that you uh, think work at a McDonald's. There's like 15 and 16, 18 year old kids, you know, and there's a manager who's like the grown up in charge. Like how how you think of McDonald's? You go to a McDonald's in Los Angeles. It's like people who like that is their job. That's like the that's like their gig. You know, is at McDonald's. There's a dude here that works at McDonald's and he works at the Taco Bell. He's like really like that's it. He's really, really hustling. Now, I can understand that dude's frustration at uh, at like I want a living wage and all that stuff. But like that dude needs to get a job like restaurant like in a real okay, restaurant. What, and this is what pisses me off more than anything. Because oh, here we go. If the thing that pisses Andrew Apple off more than anything, if these companies are making a profit. And yeah. then these employees then have to go back to the government and take my tax dollars and say, I need you to give me a handout for food and give me EBT so I can have food stamps that I'm having to pay for. Why does this company get to make billions of dollars and employ this person? Or why don't they fire this person if they don't need him? Well, you know, a lot of the times they do. Uh, there's and a that's guy- the argument for a living wage right there. I don't understand. If they need this person, if they cannot do what they can do, if the business needs an employee. Competition. It's like they'll find somebody who'll do it for cheap for for a little bit less. That's just that's just it is what it is. And again, that's the argument where the government comes in and saying we need to make sure you can't undercut people too much and set a floor a minimum wage. Well, here's the problem: if you set, if the government sets a floor as a minimum wage, then everything's just going to get more expensive, just across the yeah, board. And that's what so inflation it's like, is, and that's where the Fed exactly comes in and so tries just, to handle inflation. I, you can't do anything about it. Sorry, you just can't. Now, the thing that I mean, like the McDonald's workers, and I know they've done this in New York and other big, uh, you know, cities. They walk off the job yeah. and they scare the heck out of every day because you can't get an egg McMuffin. Right. But you know, ultimately. Mm, they're all so rep- – it's like – I mean it's it's a heartbreaking thing to say, but it's like there is a line. And again, and this is where the primary difference between liberals and conservatives come in because liberals believe that setting that these floors and making sure that there are higher taxes on wealthier people so that the government can provide programs for the people who make less money is the best way to have a booming economy, whereas conservatives believe – the governments get out of the way. They don't have any programs. You let the private sector handle it, and that's the best way to have an economy. But the rich is yeah. already paying. Okay, it's but not fair. We I tell you, I mean, I'm tax. still paying taxes. Why I, don't we have a flat tax? Because at the end of the day, a flat tax is going to hurt people at the it bottom won't. of the rung. So you're telling me if we don't, if we have a ten flat tax, yes, and a, and a billionaire pays, t- and the guy who makes thirteen thousand a year pays, it's going to hurt the little guy. Yes, and I can tell you exactly Bullshit. why. Because if someone's making. <laughs> it's fine. Sorry, We're explicit on iTunes anyways. We can swear. What? We, I don't want to. If the person is making $13,000 a year and they're paying 10%, they're paying $1,300. They're if someone is 10%. making $13 billion, but my 13, they're paying $1.3 billion. Who needs that money more? The guy who's giving up 1300 or the guy who's giving up one who worked No, 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 no. See, that's, that's where you lost me too. When people start saying who needs that money more, like I don't know. Because I don't know, and and that's what Michael. I, because what if the, the billionaire loses 30, a bunch and he has to fire a bunch of people, then a whole bunch of poor people are going to suffer. Yeah, bro. but what is the person who's making thirteen thousand going to do with that thirteen hundred? Oh my God, he's going to buy food. He's going to pay his rent. Not oh, necessarily. Gonna... Well, I see, I see, I see the argument. I see the argument. You know what we've done? You know what we've done? Started a conversation. We've fallen into the hypothetical trap, right? We've fallen into the hypothetical trap. So, uh, if you're making uh, thirteen thousand uh, dollars, and and like now all of a sudden you got to pay the government one thousand three hundred, mm-hmm. right? Is that yep. the, that's the math. And like, oh boy, I really needed that money. Da, 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 da. You know what you're gonna do? You're gonna go to your friend's house and be like, man, I think I messed up. Could I borrow some money? And your awesome hypothetical friend is be like, here you go, bro. And here's the key to a brand new Mustang. Woohoo! Friendly millionaire down the road. That's right. That's a like a flat tax is the only way to go. 
But I think uh, one of the things you'd have to do, and I'm sure people listening to this, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry about all of the flat t- number crunching, blah, 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 blah. You would have to have a floor where it doesn't, where those people, you'd yeah. still have to have a thing where like, okay, if you made, if you're only making $13,000 a year and you've got two kids and God bless you, you keep everything. The flat tax would have to kick in at a higher level. There, we've solved that. We saved them, but it should be a flat tax. You know why we don't have a flat tax, Jason? Because I really think the IRS is there. They want to use it as a weapon. I they do really use it think, as a weapon for sure. Oh yeah, it's amazing how that whole uh, yeah. that whole IRS scandal against the the targeting of the Tea Party people, how that just mysteriously disappeared. Like, oh, we lost the emails, or we found them, but we lost them. We destroyed it. Blah blah blah. Oh, it was just a t- couple of knuckleheads in Cincinnati. And that they that they stuck with that they stuck it was with that not and true, it worked. Though. It was no, it way wasn't. more than that. Yeah, and I tell you what, that, and that's why another reason why I just don't big government. Okay, before we go, uh, we got to kick this thing into high gear. The GOP big dinner in New York. Did you guys watch that? GOP big dinner. No, tell us about it. Oh, it was fantastic, right? Uh, there was this big GOP dinner in New York City. They carried it live on MSNBC and and they carried it on Fox. It was great. Donald Trump goes up to give a speech. Uh, then Kasich goes up, and then Ted Cruz goes up. Trump was awesome. Yes, he was. Uh, he, what happened? Here's what he 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 looked a bit more presidential. He had the he had the black tie, the tux, the whole thing, and he mm-hmm. told the Wellman skating rink story. And I tell you what, the he Wellman skating he rink. needs to tell this story. What is it? all over the place? The the city of New York, the city of New York, and all the big guys that run that sucker. They wanted to put a skating rink in Central Park, so mm-hmm. they hired all the best brainiacs. And they did the whole federal government thing. They were working on this thing for like seven years, insanely over. They didn't even have a guy who knew how. They didn't even hire a guy who knew how to build ice rinks. They they hired a guy from like Miami, Florida, who knew how to make ice like in refrigerant, and he was having him lay down this <laughs> copper tubing. That was crazy expensive. That was filled with Freon. It was da 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 da. And like Trump is telling this story, and like every day his daughter uh, is like, "When can we ice skate? When can we ice skate?" He's like, oh, "I'm sure they'll be done soon. I'm sure they'll be done soon." So finally, it's it's been like years and years of this thing under construction, incredibly over budget. So he goes and he does he looks into it, and he's like, "My God, they they got people who don't even know how to build ice rinks. They got all these people who are taking breaks every night." Uh, the copper tubing that they were laying down, that, that some genius from the from the government figured out we should use copper tubing. It was getting stolen every night. So anyway, oh. Trump goes to the to the mayor and he's like, "Listen, can I? I'll just take over. I'll get this thing done. I'll I'll, I'll hire some people. I'll take care of it, and I'll and I'll have it done in, in a Private year." Private sector style, right? And the guy said, "No, uh, I don't know if it was Ed Koch or whoever it was uh, at the time." So Donald Trump goes to the goes to the newspapers. He goes to the New York uh, Times. He goes to the Post, and he goes to the Wall Street Journal, and he, he like writes these editorials, like "Why can't we get a skating rink done?" Blah blah blah. And the people of New York are like, "Yeah, give it to Donald Trump." Donald Trump goes in there. He gets the he he gets on the phone. He calls the the Montreal. Uh, what's the hockey team in Montreal? Canadians. The, the Canadians. Yeah. And he's like, "Who does your ice?" And they're like, "Oh, this awesome guy. Can I borrow him for a couple days?" Sure. And they get the guy down. He looks at all this copper tubing. He's like, "You guys are out of your mind, eh? This is stupid." <laughs> like I can do. Like he he goes, "Here's what you want to do. You want to buy this this hose, and you want to do this, and you don't use some expensive like Freon. Like Freon, if you have one little hole in the copper pipe, the whole thing is ruined, and you're gonna have to uh, dig every." Everything up. It's just, it's insane. Here's what you want to use. You want to use uh, water and salt. The, solder, the, the salt will keep the water from freezing inside the tube, but it'll make, you know, it'll be sub-zero. But it'll make the water on the outside of the tube. For blah, 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 blah. So, so Donald Trump finishes the thing in like six months. A brand new state-of-the-art, like wonderful <laughs> ice skating rink. He gets stuff done. done. Oh, it's unbelievable. And then he's got a couple other projects in New York. And I'm like, dude, tell that story. Just tell that story. That's like a great, it's like the, the best metaphor. The government had a, had a, had a solution. It was super expensive. It was over budget. There was idiots in charge who literally didn't know what they were doing. He came in and fixed it all in like six months. And like, I'm sitting there watching this dinner. I'm going, that is the reason to vote for Donald Trump. An outside guy who's going to look at this. And there was another outside guy who came and looked at, uh, America, like, uh, Harry Truman. Harry Truman was, uh, you know, he was back yeah. on these senators, yeah. like, okay, you're going to be the senator. Ba, 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 ba. But anyway, Harry Truman was one of those guys who, like, he knew how they were all the the greed and corruption, and the graft work. So anyway, now I'm on, I'm watching this GOP dinner, and and Trump, it's not like a political speech or or like any speech I've ever seen him give before, because it's with him, it's always the same speech. Boy, the polls were very excited, we're doing well, we love Florida, blah blah blah. It's the same thing every time, right? Uh, so I'm like, I'm 
very into to the to Donald Trump after he tells this great story about the ice rink. And then John Kasich came. and Kasich starts, hey, when I was a kid, I, I did this and I did that. And my, my dad was a postman and I came in and the state of Ohio, and like he starts talking about how he turned the state of Ohio around. I'm like, now I'm on the Kasich train, blah, 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 blah. So Kasich is like, uh, and I'm the only one, if you want to beat Hillary, if you want to put uh, a Republican in the White House, you got to vote for me. So, uh, he's the only one that he, he beats her, like uh, in the polls. Blah, 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 blah. I don't yeah. believe it. Yeah, he does. He can't even win the, the primary. But people, here's no. the, no, Jason, the, it's the, a joke. The, what they do is like, they give the hypothetical. A hypothetical if, poll. If, the, if you're, yeah, if they're like, if you had to vote for Hillary or John Kasich, who would you vote but for? But that's a poll. Boom. Right. Polls are often wrong. Okay, well, in almost in, in, always, in, in, no, when they say almost always, they're right. almost when they say wrong. when they say who would you vote for, Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump? Hillary Clinton wins most of the time. Hillary Clinton or Ted Cruz? Hillary Clinton wins most of the time. John Kasich is the only one that in provided those two choices. He consistently wins. The guy can't win a state. Well, you say that, but like Bernie Sanders in hypotheticals wins uh, a ton. So like Ted Cruz Look, that's gets what up they're to talk. Saying in a poll. Let's see what they really do in real life. Well, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen in the real convention life, first. Let's see who the nominee is coming out of the convention, and then we can talk about it because we are falling into the hypothetical trap. Yeah. again. Ted Cruz gets up there to talk at you, and it's just dude. Mm. It <laughs> was like I felt bad for the guy. I'm like, oh, oh, like you hear like knives and forks and. It was like he did not do well. God bless him for showing up. Yeah. I, you know what? God bless him for showing up. Uh, but man, oh man, not the most. Well- it was fantastic. You know what he just experienced? What? New York values. Yes, he did. Ooh, New York- yeah. That really hurt him. Oh, my goodness. And Trump was laying it on thick. Trump Trump was laying on the New York, like, lay off the New York values thing, buddy. He's like, let me tell you about New York values. Firemen rushing. Okay. Okay. We get it. And he's like, honesty and straightforward. Okay. You have to think okay. that that's, really- that's actually one of Trump's fatal flaws because he really gets into the energy of whoever he's talking to. And that's where that clip came from. He's like, we're going to win and we're going to keep winning and we're going to be winning so much. They're going to say, no, Donald, please keep winning. Just I can't take any more winning. It's just he just falls into this trap with the crowd where he starts yelling. He needs he needs he needs a speechwriter. Yeah. And he needs somebody to say someone like me who says, hey, that that speech about the, the, the ice skating rink. Yeah. You got you got to tell that piece every time. Right. And then and then the post office uh, thing. And like there was and there was another property in New York. The same thing. Incredibly over budget. It's like people get like I'm I'm old enough to remember like when NASA was going incredibly. Literally, we're going to spend, you know, two thousand dollars on a screwdriver for NASA. That's like that's what happens when the federal government starts paying for crazy expenses. And now, ooh, this is big and and news uh, and, and noteworthy. Uh, SpaceX, the, the, the NASA, like NASA, yeah. they're not doing space shuttles anymore. They suck. And, uh, but Elon now, Musk. Uh, but now SpaceX, they did their, uh, their rocket. It landed like a flipping rocket in a, in a, in a science fiction movie on an aircraft carrier, like on a platform in the middle of the ocean. It was so cool. It was so awesome. Like when they, when they landed one in the desert and everybody lost their mind, I'm like, that is crazy awesome. Now they've done it on a little platform in the middle of the ocean, and I'm like, SpaceX, do it, do it, do it, do it. And I would Virgin Galactic, go, go, SpaceX, go, that's go, a go. Government thing, no, right? no, that's, that's a, a private. Oh, that's oh, that's really? that's the Tesla. Hmm. Yeah, dude, it, it's yeah. Elon Musk's company. Well, I'm shocked. I mm-hmm. thought the government would do something like that. Right? The go- I tell you what, man. Uh, NASA, they put a man on the moon, and then it's like, what? Come on, bring it, do something. Let's go. But it looks like it's going to be Elon Musk and uh, and uh, Branson. Yep, doing it. That's exciting. That is. Exciting. They say it's like launching a uh, number two pencil over the Empire State Building and then having it land on uh, its eraser. On its eraser, straight up. And they're doing it pretty mm. consistently now. Yeah. Well, that was the first time on the no in the ocean. It was the yeah. second time they've done it. They've done it in the desert. Before. Yeah. But so they... it's like their second time they've done it. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 came close to the one in the ocean. All right. Let's do some Michael Topias. Okay. Who has Michael Topias? All right, I've got a Michael Topias. Oh, okay. Just uh, for the people who are new to the program, here's how this works. Uh, the the rest of the world is crazy and doesn't make sense, right? Everything goes cattywampus and, and up is down and black is white and we're through the looking glass, people. But in Michael Topia, uh, we changed the, to Michael Topia rules and they do make sense. So, that being said, go. What do you got? All right. So, in Michael Topia, when I clip skip on the same YouTube ad more than once, YouTube isn't allowed to show me that ad ever again 
unless I'm watching an ad on the Flipside's YouTube channel because all of those ads are awesome. That is a that is a great Michaeltopia. There should be an algorithm that learns. Like if I have clicked skip on this Tide ad. Don't show it to me. Don't show it to me again. I have seen a Stellara ad so many times, I'm afraid I have moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now, here's the thing. I don't want to kill our YouTube page, right? I love our YouTube page. The the, the flip side uh, with Michael Loftus. It's it's awesome. But but here's the thing. If I was an advertiser and I knew, like, how many times people are getting mad, like, literally, because I've been there. I've been angry. Like, if I see this... Like blah blah blah. Add one more time. I'm I'm gonna lose it. I'd be upset because now you're actually doing negative. Everything. Yeah, I did. Uh, I watched some video. It was a music guitar, Mexican guitar music, mariachi solo guitar music, and then like all my ads for a month in Spanish. Wow. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I don't even speak Spanish. White's a writer. White privilege. Okay. White privilege. Oh, that's the other thing I want to do uh, on the. I want to do a, a parody commercial for white privilege. It's like it's a it's a detergent, right? <laughs> I've tried I've tried spraying I've tried soaking, but these, these armpit coffee stains, stains are terrible. You need white privilege. <laughs> Thank you, white privilege. It's in your genes. Oh boy, <laughs> right? Genetics. Okay, whatever. Jason, I'm sure you've got a Michael Topia. I got a whole bunch of them. I don't even know which one to go to. Okay, the funny I'm, one. Do the funny one. There. Well, okay. If I'm uh, having a con- Okay, let's say there's a you're at a courtroom and a guy in court for stabbings, and you're yeah. like, this guy needs jail. But then you find out he stabbed them. He was having a con- and they looked at their phone. I'm letting the guy walk. Don't look at your phone when I'm talking. If we're in the middle of a conversation, it's not the time to check your Twitter profile to see how many followers. It drives me crazy. You know what? You know why? You know why I'm laughing at this? You're on a you date. know why I'm laughing at this? Because you do that. <laughs> Constantly, and no, it's all right if I. We do will it. be in. No, no, no. no, no. no. If we'll I be, do it, it's we'll be important. in the car, driving down to the <laughs> comedy and magic to like set up for a flip side taping. I'm like, we're having a conversation about politics. Where I look over at you, and you're like, Facebook. Da, da, da. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I can face people on Facebook. Die crazy. Yeah, die. But if I do it, it's something important. <laughs> But we're not in Jason-topia. We're in Michael-topia. Right. That's right. All right. Do, do, let, me, let, me <laughs> a, let me have a redo then. All right. Do, over. do another one. All right. If I'm in traffic I'm, I'm and somebody pulls out accidentally, they're trying to make a left and traffic's coming. And yes. And they accidentally come out into the lane a little bit. I'm and so glad you're them. doing a visual bit. <laughs> and you're coming at them. Don't speed up towards them to try to teach them some kind of lesson. For pulling out a little too far accidentally. Okay. Slow down. Be cool. So let's turn this. In, in Michael Topia, you do not use a, your car as a weapon to teach people traffic law. Yeah. Right? I've had. Amen. Oh, my gosh. Driving back from Vegas the other week. There's these trucks. They're in the slow lane. You know, on the 15, they got that thing. Get over to the right. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. I'm passing this truck. I'm doing like 75. And then this guy behind me. Like, literally, you can see. I didn't pull out right in front of this guy. I'm like passing. Plenty of I'm, room. I'm passing three trucks. I'm going pretty fast. I think 75 is fast enough. Yes. And then some guy decides, like, he's going to tailgate me to, like, like, no, dude, I'm not going any faster. If anything, I had my kids in the car. I had my kids in the car. But that's when you want, that's when you just want to lock, lock them up. I don't lock them up. I when just people... slow down gradually. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I slow down gradually. And really just torture them. And yeah. how about this? In Michaeltopia? No putting on your high beam behind me because I'm, I'm not getting no fast enough. Like, I'm the same way. I don't sit in the left lane. I pass. Yes. But sometimes it takes me a minute. I'm not going 90 to pass. Yes. No, enough with the high beams. First of all, I don't have to look at them. You're not teaching me a lesson. Right. Oh, these beams in the back of your head that you can't see are really going to teach you a lesson, Michael. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm in trouble. I can do shadow puppets in my car. <laughs> that light beam on the back of my head really hurts. Look, I'm going to do a shadow puppet you should recognize. Oh, it's my middle <laughs> finger. What happened to that bunny's other ear? So All basically, right. be cool driving in Michaeltopia. It's In not Michael-topia- even. It's not formatted correctly. Uh, <laughs> whatever, we'll work on it. Andrew, yeah, I hope you have one more. I got one because I have zero. In my Michaeltopia, in Michaeltopia, the guy named Michael is ready with Michaeltopia. Well, you probably now, that was radio friendly right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's everything I hate. All right, in Michaeltopia. We are going to fix this whiskey shortage crisis that's coming up because reports are saying that within the next 10 to 15 years, the supply of whiskey is not going to reach the demand. Why is this? Because the distillers can't make it fast enough for the demand that's happening with whiskey right now. 
So my solution in Michaeltopia, vodka. They start <laughs> making more whiskey. Vodka doesn't do the trick. They start making more whiskey right now because the best whiskeys are all 10 to 15 years old anyways. It takes a while. So it, it takes, takes some a while. time. But here's the truth of the matter. If I have to deal with one of the people who is still in the race as one of the front runners to be president, I'm going to need some whiskey. Mm-hmm. Hey, those were great. Those were awesome. Uh, we got some big news coming up uh, next week. Oh, my gosh. That's the thing I wanted to say. There's the biggest news of all. And like an idiot, I saved it. I saved it to the very end. Uh, well, you know, I have to tell you about next week. Stay tuned, America. Darn it's, it. I know. It's big, big news. We're going to have more Michaeltopias. We're going to have, uh, more, uh, more news, more politics, more pop culture. We never got to Star Wars. God bless it. Well, let's do it. We got, I, we no, got we don't. Here. I don't want like a two hour podcast. That's for losers and chumps. That's for like so, <laughs> that's like so self indulgent. But like next week, okay, so next week, uh, Star Wars talk. More politics, a huge announcement hmm. announcement about the internets, uh, more Michaeltopias. It's going to be so much wonderful, you're not going to be able to handle it. I am okay. Michael Loftus. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. What? What do, what do we have to tell them? Oh, geez. I don't know if I want to do it. I don't even know if I want to do it. No. Andrew, what do I want to tell them? You got to, please, if you like this show, if you are feeling all of the love that we have in Michaeltopia, head on over to iTunes, rate us five stars, leave a nice comment. Follow us on Twitter at Flipside Loftus. We've got a whole bunch of more stuff coming out that you guys are going to love. But please, we're giving you some love. Give us that love right back. It takes you two minutes. Yeah, and we appreciate it. See, I'm yeah. glad you did it. I would have. They would have. It would have been like, like like snarky when I did it. That was wonderful. Uh, so thanks for listening. You you guys are awesome. Next week is going to be a huge huge show. Uh, there's Star Wars news. There's internet news. There's political news. Uh, I might have to get rid of some more uh, of this Batman Superman thing. I didn't get, uh, I have so much. I just have to unleash. <laughs> I just have to unleash. You guys are the best. I'll see you next time on the Loftus Party. Thank you so much. Drive safely. Don't text and drive. <laughs>